Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, former presidential speechwriter Craig Smith, as we continue our 24th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful show for you tonight focused on the primaries in both the Democratic and Republican parties. And our guest is uh, expert Dr. Craig Smith, former presidential speechwriter. Craig, welcome back to Straight Talk. It's good to be here again. What a year it's been, uh, unlike anything uh, in recent memory. I have never seen anything like this. It's, it's really quite different. Uh, candidacies that... Uh, you know, socialist on one side, insurgents with no political experience on the other side. It's, it's really been, as, as somebody called it, quite the circus. So I th think it's a reflection of the dissatisfaction of America with both parties. Yes. Neither the Democrats nor the Republicans have delivered for the man in the street what he or she feels is really necessary, and they're tired of it, and they're expressing their dissatisfaction, as you point out, by supporting uh, in great numbers a socialist in the Democratic primary, Bernie Saunders, and uh, on the Republican side, Donald Trump. Yeah, I think that's true. I think what they're saying is we want to shake things up, and we don't care how we do it. Um, it the, the more outrageous, the better. Yeah. Um, it, it just hasn't worked, the political systems in, in gridlock. And I think one of the things that contributed to that, 50 years ago, there were liberal and moderate Republicans, and there were conservative Democrats. And now all the conservatives are in the Republican Party and all the liberals are in the Democratic Party. And it's very hard for them to agree on anything in Congress because of this ideological split. And the conservatives in the Republican Party are not just conservative, but they're extreme conservative, Tea Party and all that. And the liberals, as you point out, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, must be somewhat surprised at the support of this Democratic Socialist, as he calls himself, but uh, the young people are flocking to him. Yeah, that, that's a matter of rebranding, I think. They're moving from Hillary to Bernie Sanders, um, the young people are, but he's not attracting a lot of new voters. The Democratic vote count is down from 2008, 2000, whereas the Republican, the Republican primaries in 2000 were a high watermark. They're now up 50% over that this time around. So this is the largest Republican turnout ever for primaries and caucuses. So it's, there's excitement out there because of these debates and because of the outrageousness of things. I'm not sure it's all good, but you're sure getting people who want people to come, turn out and vote. You're getting a lot of that. So let's focus for a moment on the Democratic primary. Uh, Bernie Saunders is, uh, is giving Hillary a run for her money, but uh, uh, the, uh, the superdelegate advantage that the Democratic Party has uh, gives Hillary a pretty commanding lead. Yeah, I think that's true. I think what Bernie Sanders has done is to move her to the left. He's, he, he has accomplished goal number one. Goal number so if two, he left today, he would, he yeah. would consider it a, a sense of victory. victory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think so. The second thing he wants to do is start a movement. 
keep this going uh, into the future to hold the Democrats' feet to the fire on liberal issues. And so I think he's been fairly successful in doing that. He's also created this tidal wave of youth idealism in the Democratic Party uh, that he definitely wanted. And uh, Hillary, uh, who of course was first lady with her husband, Bill Clinton, who was considered the first black president in the sense of his commitment to the black cause, uh, blacks are very loyal to Hillary. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I think one of the things that's been interesting to watch during this primary campaign is the change in Hillary Clinton's rhetoric, her rhetorical prowess. If you go back and look at her uh, victory speech after the South Carolina primary, that's one of the best speeches Hillary Clinton has ever given. Um, it was well written. There's a lot of parallelism. There's internal rhymes. Uh, the stylistic devices that are used are awfully good. The emotion was good when she talked about traveling with these five mothers of children who'd been shot by the police. Uh, she was not strident. She was eloquent and fluent. Uh, it, it's clear she's been working on her persuasive appeal. And there was a phrase where we don't want to build walls, we want to tear down barriers, a pretty right. powerful uh, line. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think she's well on her way to uh, the nomination, provided there's no indictment for an email uh, transgression. Um, that's, you know, kind of always in the air, and we just don't know what's going to happen. It happened in 08. She, uh, although the beginning of her campaign in 08 was, uh, was somewhat weak, uh, she came uh, back strong, not enough to win, obviously, but, but uh, she's good under fire. Yeah, yeah. She's very good under fire. She's a, she's, she's a good debater. She's a bright woman. Um, I think one of her problems is that uh, Bernie Sanders raised so much money uh, that he can stay in for as long as he wants, using this as a platform for his ideas, even knowing that he's not going to get the nomination. He but doesn't that help make Hillary a better candidate? Absolutely. It certainly has. And that, as, as I pointed out, her speech-making seems to have gotten better. Uh, her policies have moved to the left. Uh, Sanders will be able to give a major speech at the Democratic Convention so he can rally the forces on national television. So I, I, I think it's been a win-win for those two. And is it likely that, uh, that Saunders will enthusiastically embrace Hillary if he is not chosen as the nominee? That's the normal pattern. Uh, you get to the convention and then you say, you know, we've got to support the nominee, we've got to go with the nominee. Uh, any possibility of him being vice president? I think it's a, it's a, real, uh, it's, it's a real outside shot because, um, you know, he's older. Uh, uh, Hillary is old, older too. She's in her late sixties, and I, I think it would be wise for her to pick somebody younger. Sure. Um, maybe you know one of the young Hispanics that's in the, 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 the that speaks well in the yes. Democratic Party, uh, the mayor of San Antonio. So um, there are lots of possibilities, but I think she needs to go young and maybe Hispanic. Sure. Okay. In the next segment, we'll be focusing on the Republican primary and candidates. You won't want to miss this. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. 
Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back continuing our conversation with Craig Smith, former presidential speechwriter and author of this uh, wonderful book, Confessions of a Presidential Speechwriter. Craig also has written a column for the latest issue of our Straight Talk magazine about the aberration in the Republican primary. And that's a fascinating column, Craig. You, you trace the, the current Trump candidacy to prior uh, candidates in the Republican Party. Yeah, these uh, aberrations in the conservative movement, as far I've been writing about them for a long time, go all the way back to Alexander Hamilton. When Hamilton was leading the Federalist Party uh, and was kind of like the godson of George Washington, uh, he, got, he strengthened the Federalist Party by saying that the French were about to invade the country, that the radical Jacobins of the French Revolution were infiltrating the State Department of Thomas Jefferson, and the, the numbers went up so that in 1798, they were able to pass the Alien and Sedition Acts, which were violations of the First Amendment, violations of immigrant rights. So this all sounds familiar uh, to me. And, then and you, Joe McCarthy, of course. And then course. you come forward to 1950, Joe McCarthy appeal, uh, appears in Wheeling, West Virginia, waves his laundry slip and says, I have a list of 205 communists in the State Department. Uh, eventually, Margaret Chase Smith, a few months later, a, a Republican senator, a woman, attacks him on the floor of the Senate. She's ignored. Uh, a committee finds that he has perpetrated a fraud on the American people in late 1950. They're ignored. McCarthy went on until 1954, four years of lies, deceit, guilt by association. Joseph Welch. Until Joseph Welch, the attorney for the Army, in the Army McCarthy hearings, nailed him with an emotional appeal. Absolutely. I remember watching that live on television. And of course, more recently, Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan, in 92 and 96, came forward, said we were involved in a culture war, that we needed to take our country back, we needed to take our cities back. Uh, vicious attacks on the Clintons uh, by him. And he also attacked people in his own party. He attacked George Bush Sr. Uh, in the primaries and did a lot of damage, quite frankly. Uh, and now Buchanan has endorsed Trump. And so there, there is a lineage here that I think is important for people to see. Well, what, uh, what is happening now? We've had several primaries, several caucuses. Uh, what is happening in the Republican primary? Well, up until March 15th, the caucuses are, uh, and the primaries, the delegates are uh, distributed proportionally. So everybody get, if you get a certain percentage, you're going to get some delegates. After March 15th, it's winner take all. 
And that's when things get dangerous. Uh, if, if you have people winning primaries, they're going to get all the delegates. Um, I think the establishment in the Republican Party has come to the conclusion that no single candidate can beat Trump, and therefore they want to create a brokered convention where they can provide an alternate nominee. And to do that, they want all the current candidates to stay in, namely change their mind. Yes. Rubio, Cruz, Kasich, and Kasich. Yes. Now Kasich seems to be the more traditional type of Republican candidate. Uh, is he gaining traction? I, I think so. Uh, in, in the early March debate, I thought he was awfully good. These other candidates are going at one another. Uh, Senator Cruz is attacking Trump. Marco Rubio is attacking Trump. Trump's calling Cruz a liar. He's referring to little Marco. They all look terrible uh, as this fighting takes place. They're violating Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment that you shall not speak evil of another Republican. For sure. And then over to the side, here you have John Kasich, the governor of Ohio. And remember that the Republicans have never nominated someone from Ohio who has lost the presidential election. Really? Every time they've nominated somebody from Ohio, they've won, whether it's Rutherford B. Hayes, James Garfield, uh, uh, William McKinley. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, 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 it's quite a number. Uh, uh, Orangey Harding, they've always won with somebody from Ohio. And I, th I think that and the fact they have to carry Ohio to win and that Kasich is above the fray and being the honorable candidate really positions him well at a brokered convention. To many, he looks more presidential than the other candidates in the Republican primary. And that's because he is. <laughs> he was chair of the budget committee and worked out balanced budgets with Bill Clinton. He then uh, retired to Ohio, came out of retirement, ran for governor, won big. He's enormously popular in Ohio. Uh, and and uh, is able seems able to work with other people. And there is something to be said for uh, nominating governors yes. as president, because governors have to run something. They're executives and they're administrators, and they know how to do these things better, I think, than senators generally do. Senators are legislators. They are compromisers. They are work with one another kind of guys. Uh, where the, the governor actually has to implement policies and carry them out. So the governor is more a parallel to the presidency than a Senate. Well, let's focus on Donald Trump for a moment, because uh, at the beginning of this whole odyssey, uh, a lot of folks didn't take him seriously and thought that he would self-destruct or whatever. But his attacks on different groups uh, uh, seemed to just build momentum for his candidacy. And he's obviously a very bright person. He's a very fine communicator. Uh, but tell us your take on Donald Trump. Well, yeah, I think I, I, just to pick up on your last point, at the end of Super Tuesday, everybody gave a victory speech except Donald Trump. Donald Trump held a press conference with the press and nobody else there. He looked presidential. They all looked like candidates. It was brilliant. I think that that's a key to Trump's success, that they underrated his strategic planning early on. They thought he was going to go away. They thought he, they listened to the media. They thought he was laughable. But there are a lot of people in this country that do not like illegal aliens being here. There are a lot of people in this country, evidently, who would like a wall built along the Mexican border. And they're about a third of the Republican Party, and that's enough to win primaries and caucuses and keep his momentum going. And you mentioned earlier the enormous increase in Republican turnout for yes. these primaries do in part, I, I would have to think, because of Trump. I think in part of it is, is Trump, and the other part of it is the debates are getting huge ratings. 
Um, there's been so many of these debates, everybody kept expecting the ratings to go down, people to stop watching them, but they haven't. Uh, twice as many people it's are... It's like Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, twice <laughs> as many people are watching the Republican debates that are, than are watching the Democratic debates. And so that produces more turnout. I mean, in, in, in the Virginia primary, for example, uh, the turnout was 50% higher in, among Republicans than ever before. That's huge. And the intro to some of these debates looks like the intro to a football game with yeah. those kind of graphics and music. Yeah. So the networks are cashing in, too. Oh, absolutely. They're making lots of money. And, uh, and, and then you have the conflict between Donald Trump and Megyn Kelly. Let's see what she does tonight. Let's see what's going to happen. What, how is Donald Trump going to respond? It's reality TV moved into politics. At its finest. Okay. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. Phone! Does anybody work here? Jeez. Satellite TV, what's the problem? I have a question about my bill. And since you merged with the phone company, I don't know who I'm supposed to call. Well, you should probably call the phone company. I did. They told me to call you. Please call them back and tell them that we told you to call them. They told me you told me that. And told me to call you. Let me transfer you directly to the phone company then. It's wow. time to move on from satellite. For customer service without the runaround, get Spectrum. They transferred him back, sir. We're back with political expert and former presidential speechwriter Craig Smith. Craig mentioned during the break that there are no moderates in the, in the Republican primary. Yeah, this is the first time that, from the beginning, every candidate was a self-avowed conservative. Uh, last time we had Mitt Romney, who put health care in effect in Massachusetts. Uh, we had John Huntsman. Before that, we've had moderates like John McCain. Uh, the Republican Party has shifted to, into the conservative column. 
Paul Ryan uh, recently gave a speech in which he said, we are the conservative party, our message is conservative, that's our job to get it out there. All of the candidates are saying the same kind of thing. So they have become, uh, Republicanism has become synonymous with conservative. And so moderate Republicans uh, just figured they'd take a pass, yeah. no, no need you to may apply. Find, yeah, you may find one or two in the Senate uh, uh, left over, but... They're yeah, relics. They're, they're relics. Dinosaurs, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Well, let's talk about the possibility of a brokered convention because there seems to be the party establishment desperately wants to stop Donald Trump. Yes, and that's the only way they do it uh, because mathematically no other candidate can catch him. What they have to do is keep his delegate total below a majority. If he gets a majority, he runs the convention and the party's over. Um, but if they keep him below a majority, then on the second ballot at a Republican convention, all delegates are released. You no longer have to vote the way you were selected. And those delegates don't have a personal loyalty to Donald Trump, even though Well, they... I, think, I think many do, but some won't. Uh -huh. uh, some will be party officials. They'll say, well, if he didn't get it on the first ballot, it's going to start declining. Uh, my favorite example of this is the convention of 1880, the Republican oh, convention. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was uh, a convention that started, and they were divided up. Nobody could get a majority. On the 50th ballot, they went 50 ballots, they nominated somebody new, Representative James Garfield. And on the 60th ballot, James Garfield became the nominee of the party, and he went on and won the presidency, and he's an Ohio guy. So there you go. Oh, my God. So it, it has happened. More, most recently, the only convention that was contested was the 1976 Republican convention. Both Ford and Reagan went into the convention uh, without it being clear which one of them was going to get the nomination. And there was a test vote on a parliamentary procedure on Monday night of the convention in Kansas City, and Ford won it, and we knew then that Ford was going to be the nominee. But we haven't had anything like that since. So that's what they're trying to go for here, is, is to keep Trump under a majority, then go to a second, third, fourth ballot, and sort through. And the best way to keep him under a majority is to have all of the current Republican candidates stay in so that yeah. they harvest some of their votes and yes. collectively those votes will be a majority and Trump will be a minority. And, and even beyond that, they have to help one another. So Kasich and Rubio have to stay out of primaries that Cruz might win. Cruz and Kasich have to stay out of primaries that Rubio might win. So you're, it's a very strategic Hail Mary pass that these people are trying to put out there. But it, stranger things have happened. So let's follow this through. Let's just say they go to the brokered convention and they deny Trump the nomination and pick Mr. or Mrs. X. What does Trump do? Trump pledged in the early March debate, again, that he would support the nominee. But he has also said, if they default on the way they treat me, sure. that breaks the deal. And I think what Trump will do, knowing his ego, he will just sabotage the party by starting a third party movement and he has enough money to do it and he'll qualify it on the ballot in enough states to to pull off conservative votes from the republicans and the democrats will win overwhelmingly now the problem with that is the republicans have 24 senate seats up for election the democrats only have 10 and that could result in the republicans losing the senate and if the republicans lose the senate and the white house party's over. The party's over, and, and the Democrats take control of the Supreme Court. I mean, Court. literally, the, the Republican Party is I, over. I, I, I don't think so. No? Uh, we went through this with Barry Goldwater when we went way down the road to defeat. It was a, a massive loss. Senate 
senators all over the place, House members all over the place losing, and two years later, the comeback, and two years after that, the Republicans won the presidency. I think this is just like a forest fire. We have, it, it, it has to burn through, and then we have to regrow. And they, a rebirth with a different party, but still a Republican party. Yes, yes. And will the conservatives still play an important role in this reborn party? I think where the party needs to go is to authentic conservatism, not populist conservatism. The, the conservatism of Ronald Reagan, which believes in what, things that are tried and true, things that have survived historically, need to be kept. Social Security needs to be kept. Uh, Medicare needs to be kept. It's, it's been time-tested. It's, it's, so it's a, a more moderate form of conservatism. Yeah, yeah. Basically. But it's not racist. It's not anti-immigrant. It's not fear-mongering. So that stuff has to be sliced out of the party. It, that's right. If they are to become a majority party for a presidential election. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fascinating. Very quickly, the Supreme Court vacancy, how does that factor in? Well, it's an issue now. And if you read Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution, it says the president is obligated to propose a nominee for the Supreme Court. And the Senate is obligated to give advice and consent on that nominee. So Obama will nominate somebody to the Supreme Court, and the Republicans better read the Constitution and do their duty, and that is to vet that person. They can reject them, but they can't say we're not going to consider any nominee. As which, they all, which leaders already have said we're not going to. Well, they're so going to have to back off of they're that. They're going to have to back off that. Yeah. yeah. All fascinating and uh, very important. Uh, any predictions? Oh, I, I think that uh, the, the Republicans need to sit down with the president again and come up with a nominee that they can both accept. Sure. Ronald Reagan did that with Anthony Kennedy, and he turned out to be a pretty good nominee. Uh, he is the swing vote, or was the swing vote, on the Supreme Court before the unfortunate death of uh, Antonin Scalia. Yeah. Uh, so something like that is the best bet that the Republicans can make right now. Fair enough. We'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes 
Well, Craig, where do you think this is all going? Well, I think that Bernie Sanders has moved Hillary Clinton to the left and the Democratic Party with it. Cruz and Trump have moved the Republican Party far to the right so that the voters will face the, the, the clearest choice they've had since Goldwater ran against Lyndon Johnson. If it's, if it's Clinton and Trump as the nominees. Or Cruz. And now, is that a good thing to give voters a clear choice? It would seem to be. It is, except it may be so extreme that you get no moderation, you get no ability to... Uh, politics is the art of compromise. Can these people compromise with the Congress? It's going to be very difficult. What will be the uh, uh, turning point to make Congress reach out across the aisle? Uh, clearly the voters have indicated their frustration and dissatisfaction with the inability of Congress, the dysfunctional Congress. Right, and, and I think that... The, the voters need to throw those people out, and that'll send the message that it, unless you get something done, you're going to be thrown out of office, and more moderate people would then be elected. So this is really one of the most unusual presidential campaigns in, in modern history. Oh, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Well, Craig, thanks for sharing your expertise with us. Thanks for having me, Art. And thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.